wonderful thing to know Jesus Christ, to be saved by the blood of the Lamb. And uh, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 1 today, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. Years ago, uh, my son used to watch Bear Grylls on TV, and uh, he would sometimes go with someone, uh, sometimes it would be like a movie star or somebody like that, he'd go out and they would survive in the wilderness with no food or anything like that. And, uh, but he knew what plants you could eat and what plants you couldn't. That could come in handy, couldn't it? You don't, you don't want to get sick out in the wilderness. Uh, he had the discernment necessary uh, to, to do those things. And so um, we need God's discernment in life, don't we? Uh, we, spiritual discernment is one of the most important things we can have as Christians because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It's the truth. It's not a substitute for the truth, but the truth itself that sets people free. Uh, as we walk in God's truth, we produce fruit, we have the abundant life, all the blessings that God desires to bring to us he brings to us through the truth of his word and through the presence of his spirit within us. And so discernment helps to preserve that right situation in our lives so that God can bless us in the way he wants to bless us. Also, it helps us to teach others in the right path. It helps us to avoid the path of error and leading someone else astray. And, uh, and also... From the lies of the enemy who tries to set us aside from God's purpose and plan. The Bible says that there are such a thing called doctrines of demons. That is teaching that is presented through an individual, but the motivation behind that teaching is the enemy himself. Uh, to try to steal, kill, and destroy the good things that God wants to give us. Paul understood this, and so... He is teaching the Philippians through his prayer uh, and also is praying for this discernment in their lives. And uh, we need to grow in discernment as Christians so that we can live in this blessing that God has for us. Uh, and we can do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the title of my message is Growing in Discernment. And so look with me at verse 9 of Philippians 1. He says, And I pray this that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So, growing in discernment, how do we do that? Well, first of all, learn to practice God's love. Learn to practice God's love. He says, I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment. So love and discernment go together. Sometimes people have discernment without love, and that's always, uh, almost always a negative thing because people that have no love who have discernment lash out at other people. They're mean-spirited, they're ugly. They may be right, but they're right with a bad attitude. And uh, they end up 
oftentimes closing people's hearts toward the things of God just because of their disposition. Uh, so we've got to speak the truth, but we need to speak the truth in love. And so if we're to grow in discernment, we need to learn to practice God's love. And uh, he's talked about the relationship he has with the Philippian believers. He says, you know, we've got a great relationship. Uh, you guys have supported me. You've helped me in my ministry. And uh, we've had this great friendship. We've got this great love that is supplied by the Spirit of God. But he said, I want you to grow more in your love. And that's what I'm praying for, that God will help you grow even deeper in your love. You know, people that love you can tell you the truth, can't they? Uh, it's still sometimes is uncomfortable to hear, but if you know somebody who uh, loves you when they're telling you the truth, it makes a big difference. Um, and so he's saying that you need to learn to practice God's love. Now, Jesus was a master at this because he loved perfectly, number one, <laughs> but also uh, because he knew the hearts of people. Uh, he knew uh, exactly what to say. He had a perfect love for people. Sometimes he ticked people off, but he did so with the right motivation, with the motivation of love. Uh, sometimes you may have to speak straight to somebody who is hard-headed and unwilling to hear. Uh, sometimes you need to be gentle with people. And Jesus knew these things. Uh, we rely on the Holy Spirit to help us with those things, right? Uh, but we are to do so in love. Well, how do we love people? We love through the power of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And so um, keep your sins confessed. Uh, ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And if you're struggling to love someone, ask God to love them through you. Have you ever been there? Uh, sometimes people are hard to love. Sometimes we're hard to love, aren't we? <laughs> and uh, all, I mean, uh, that's the case with all of us. All of us have a bad day occasionally. Uh, and uh, you, you just need God's special help. I, I remember there was a, an individual who used to come into my place of employment. Every time I saw the guy, I'd just start to get angry. I'd kind of set my jaw. and Well, God began to convict me about that. Hey, you're called to love this man. And, uh, and so I... I said, okay, God, but you're going to have to do it through me because I just don't want to do it. And so, uh, God, I began to do that. Every time I'd see him come, I'd feel those feelings. Start, and I'd, I'd say, Lord, would you love this man through me? And I began to take steps to be kind to him, to speak to him and so forth. And, and over some time, God changed his heart toward me, and he and I became friends. Isn't that an amazing thing what God can do? if we listen to him. <laughs> uh, and so we're called to love. So make sure that if you're going to grow in discernment, grow in discernment practicing God's love. So how do you grow in discernment? First of all, practice God's love. Secondly, prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. He says in verse 9, I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge. In Knowledge. How do we prepare our hearts to be discerning? By knowing the Word of God. There is no better thing to help you with discernment than the Word of God. Uh, and as you're in the Word of God, some, you know, somebody years ago encouraged me to memorize Scripture, and that is a great practice. If you can memorize Scripture uh, and hide that Word of God in your heart, that is a great blessing. But you know what I've found? 
If you're in the Word of God regularly, and you're re- and you maybe there's a scripture that's speaking to you, and maybe you go over it several days in a row. Have you ever done that? That was good. I'm gonna read that again. <laughs> I'm gonna read that again. And you do that, and it will begin to stick in your mind. Sometimes God will deal with you, and He'll touch your heart, and and you'll if you hit the pause button, uh, and you just say, okay. What are you saying here, God? And you begin to think about this, and you begin to say, Lord, how do I live this out? And you begin to think about the different ways. Can I tell you something? That's going to sit in your memory. And the Holy Spirit will call it up when when it's time to use it. And you'll be able to use it in in helping somebody else. Uh, Also, it will help you because when false teaching comes, the Holy Spirit can bring these things to mind for your own sake as well. And to keep you from being deceived by others. Um, one great thing about being in the Word of God is if you're reading through the Scripture, you will learn the context of the verses, right? Sometimes you hear people quote verses, and they're great verses, and they're true. But people take them out of context, right? And so if you learn by reading through the scripture, you, you read through it, you know what comes before that verse and what comes after that verse, and, and that helps you understand the verse better. Because there's a context, right? If I say, I love pizza, that means something different than I say, I love my wife. Or at least, I, I, there better be a difference, right? Or, or I'm going to be in trouble after church. Uh, so... Uh, there, there's a difference. And the context, well, I know I'm talking about my wife. That's different than talking about pizza, right? So the context uh, makes a difference in how you take the meaning of a word or of a verse. Uh, I remember I had a, a member of a cult come to my house one day uh, years ago. And, and he was trying to make his case with me. And he was, he was going through these, he was quoting a Bible verse and moving on to the next one. And I'd say, well, hang on a second. That's not what that verse means. He'd say, well, what do you mean? And I'd say, well, the context of that verse says this. And so this is actually what it means. Well, then he went to the next verse, and then he started to go to the third verse. I said, stop. Hang on a second. That's not what this verse means. Well, after I did that three or four times, he got exasperated with me. He said, why don't you just let me make my case, and we'll talk about it after. And I said, well, if your case is based on wrong facts, your case fails. Well, I don't, he didn't respond well, that too well to me with that. But that is exactly what cults and deceivers do. They want you to ignore the specifics of what they're saying so that they can lead you to believe a lie. But if you know the context of those scriptures, you're going to recognize it just like that. And you'll be able to discern it. So um, be in the word of God. It is the best medicine you can possibly have to help you be more discerning. So growing in discernment, uh, how do you do that? Well, first of all, practice God's love. Secondly, prepare your heart. Thirdly, respond to the Spirit. Respond to the Spirit. If you look in verse 9, he says, uh, I pray this, that your love will keep on growing in knowledge and in every kind of discernment. And every kind of discernment actually is a Greek word that is used in sometimes translated discernment. Other times is, is, is used 
to be responsive to outside stimuli, okay? You say, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, I, let me tell you what I, what I thought of as I was reading this. I thought of the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts to warn us. Did you know the Holy Spirit does that? I remember years ago, I was reading a book. Some of you would probably recognize the name of the author if I mentioned it to you. But I was reading this book, and this man was doing a lot of things in spiritual power. But as you probably know, not all spiritual power is of God. But I, I just sensed in my spirit, there's something not right about this. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just sensed there was something wrong. Well, then, uh, not too long ago, I was speaking to a false teacher who quoted him. I thought to myself, yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, we see where this is going. And uh, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will do that. Uh, he, can, he can put a warning light in your heart telling you there's something not right about this. There's something not right about this teaching. There's something not right about this person. Be careful. If you're sensing that in your spirit, you better listen to it. By the way, did you know that God has put people in the body of Christ with the gift of discernment? In other words, all Christians will have a measure of discernment, but some people will have a special gift of discernment. And these are the caution light people of the church. We were talking last week, we said the, uh, the red means stop and the green means go and the yellow means go real fast, right? But no, actually yellow is supposed to be the caution light, right? Well, people with the gift of discernment have uh, this, this caution light thing going on, and they will recognize something about someone else or about a teaching or whatever the case, or maybe it's a, it's a movement that somebody's encouraging you to join. And they notice this, and they'll share with you what their concerns are. A lot of times people blow those things off, and they say, well, you know, hey, I've got a mind too. I can, I can figure this out. Uh, for myself, and uh, we as Americans like to be independent like that. But if you're in the body of Christ and another brother, Christian brother or sister comes and gives you a warning, don't take that lightly. Now, they may, be, they may not be right. They may be wrong, okay? They may not have the gift of discernment, right? Uh, but let it be a signal to you, a caution light to you, to take that matter to God in prayer and ask God, Lord, if this person is right, will you help me see this? And will you help me understand this in my spirit so that I can do the right thing and please you? I believe that's a prayer God answers every single time. Okay? So, uh, but, don't, but don't take those things lightly. Let that person that may have a gift of discernment speak into your life and benefit from that. Um, but the Holy Spirit is our guide, the Bible says. The scripture says he will guide us into all truth. And if he's guiding us into all truth, then that means he knows the difference between truth and error, and he can let us know about that. Okay? So listen to him. Uh, sometimes the Holy Spirit will bring a scripture to mind. Okay? Uh, this has happened to me so many times over the years. Um, if you, watch, if you watch any TV preachers, you're probably going to come across this a lot. There's some that are, that are good on TV, but m most of them aren't. Okay, I just say that. Uh, just throw that out there. But a scripture comes to mind. You say, oh, that's not true. This is what 
God's Word says. The Holy Spirit brings that verse to mind. Um, so sometimes God may want you to share that verse. If that person is talking to you one-on-one, you might say, well, what about that verse that says this? And maybe you can plant a seed to show that person who's been led astray what the truth is. So discernment involves listening to the Spirit of God, letting the Spirit of God warn you, and letting the Spirit of God lead you in talking to others. And by the way, this is a great prayer to pray. If you're talking with somebody who's lost, or you're talking to somebody who's a Christian, but who's in need of counsel, pray for God's wisdom. Pray for the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Because I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what's on that person's heart. He knows exactly what that person needs. And he can speak through you in a powerful way uh, to plant a seed and to to help that other person. So uh, discernment involves responding to the Spirit. So how do you grow in discernment? Practice God's love. Prepare your heart. Respond to the Spirit. Look for confirmation. Look for confirmation. Verse 10. So that you may approve the things that are superior. Literally, the Greek word means something like the things born through or born toward. Um, The things that pass the test. The things that are good and worthy of believing. Uh, So that you may approve these things. That, That word approve in the original has the idea of testing. Okay, you test something to approve it. If you're on an assembly line and your job is to test that part after it's been put together, make sure it's working right, you test it. You do whatever it is that you do to test it, and then you put a sticker on it maybe, <laughs> or you put it in the box where it's approved. And, and uh, by doing so, you've shown, I've tested this, I've approved this, this is ready to go. Uh, the same thing is true spiritually. Uh, when you hear somebody say something, well, God says this. Look for confirmation. Okay? Um, ideally, if somebody is telling you what God says, they're going to have a reason uh, to show you something in the Scripture that will confirm that. Uh, you could even ask that question. Where do you find that in Scripture? I'm, I'm curious to know. Uh, Let them show you the scripture. But if they don't know, uh, then you might need to question, okay, is this true, number one. But but then look for the confirmation in the word of God. There have been some times I've had people tell me things. Have you ever had somebody tell you something, maybe preach something, that just kind of set you into a tailspin? I I remember as a teenager hearing some, some things once or twice that, I mean, I wrestled with them. For, for a couple of months after hearing it. And then somewhere along the way, I came across a scripture or heard a Christian speaking the truth of God's word, and I realized that what I had been told was false. But it had caused me all this angst. It had caused me all this trouble. Uh, and uh, I was worried about it, and yet it wasn't even from God. I shouldn't have wasted the energy, Right? A lot of times that's the case. People, just because they're, they're a preacher doesn't mean they know everything, right? 
Doesn't mean they're always right. By the way, you ought to test what I say. Or whoever's standing before you, you test it by the word of God. Look for confirmation. And if you're struggling with it, look for the evidence. Google it. Did you know Google is a great, a great friend to you? <laughs> I, a lot of times, I used to have to look in the, the Bible. Well, back way back when I started ministry, I'd open the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance. Y'all remember that, right? And you'd, you'd go through and you'd find the word and the verse and then you'd look it up and so forth. But then they had the Bible programs. You could, well, now you just ask Google. If you know the general wording of a verse, you can speak it. Google, find this in, in the Bible. And it'll pop right up, give you the reference and everything. It's a great thing. Or maybe you don't know what the verse says, but you say, uh, Google, Show me Bible verses on this, and then tell, tell it, you know, and just see what it brings up. Um, so you got to be careful because sometimes you get on sites that are, that, that are teaching lies like we're talking about. But if they're giving you a scripture verse that you could look up, that's helpful. So, um, you know, use some of these tools that God has given us to get that confirmation that you need. Uh, and ask God, again, ask God to give you wisdom as well. Uh, in that, so uh, growing in discernment. How do you do it? You 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 practice God's love. You prepare your heart. You respond to the Spirit, and you look for confirmation. And look what he says in verse ten will happen when we do this. He says, uh, he says, I'm praying this for that your love will keep on growing. This is verse nine. That your love will keep on growing in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior, and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ. Did you know as you develop discernment, you will grow spiritually. You will be more righteous. And can I tell you something? Righteousness is a blessing. It brings blessing. It is a blessing itself. It is the path of joy. It is the path of life. It is the path of wisdom. Um. He says, he says, you'll be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness. Isn't that an awesome promise? If you develop discernment, you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness. That's why Paul's praying for it. He knows where it's going and what it will help them do. Then he says, you'll be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory of and praise of God. Your life will glorify God. Is that not an amazing thing? So discernment is a great gift to the Christian. It protects you from error. It helps you walk in the abundant life because you, you know the right path that God wants you to walk in. Uh, it helps you to identify the lies of the evil one so that you will not be sidetracked in your walk with God. And then it prepares you by helping you grow spiritually and, and helping your life to bring glory to God. So, I mean, it, there's, it's a no-lose proposition. Um, it, it, it helps you in so many ways. And uh, if you develop discernment, then you can help others develop discernment, right? What about your kids? What about your grandkids? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Our kids today need biblical, wise, Christian discernment like they've never needed it before. 
And as God's people, as we develop that, we will be able to speak truth into their lives. There's so much error and confusion and wickedness out in this world. As we speak truth into their lives, we can provide life. What does the scripture say? And the truth will set you free. Um, So develop discernment. It'll bless you. All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the, uh, the prayer that Paul offered for the Philippians so long ago. And God, I just want to offer this prayer right now for this body of believers. Lord, help us grow in discernment so that we can be pure and righteous in the day of Jesus coming. And we can bring glory to you and honor you with our lives. Father, help us pass on your truth to the next generation and uh, Lord, let there be the wisdom and light of, of what you've told us, God, to guide our steps and to change our lives, God, to draw us into your presence. And uh, Father, bless the, the parents and the grandparents in this room today. Father, help them to be instruments of, of sharing your truth with their families, God. And uh, Father, grant us wisdom to bless each other and to share Uh, your discernment with one another, and help us be iron that sharpens iron, God. Help us um, be those who help each other through the words and the spiritual wisdom that we share. And Father, if there's someone here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ, I pray that today would be the day they would come into relationship with Him. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.